When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What's your name? I mean your real name. I got delicious taste you need a woman's Uh, Doja Cat, yes, you do have delicious taste. She figures very heavily into the return of one of your favorite products at a Taco Bell. And don't worry, Potato Cake Army, I will be addressing my people later in the hour. Oh, dear. On the Colleen and Bradley show. Okay. My Talk 107.1. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Holly Roberts. Bradley Trainer is still on vacation. He'll be back tomorrow. Uh, However... Uh, we're not talking Mexican pizzas and potato cakes just yet. Not Stick yet. a pin in that. We'll talk about it later. Right now, what we're talking about is what is the ridiculous reason that you broke up with someone ever in your life? 651-641-1071. Would you like to know why I'm asking? Yes, Colleen. I would love to know why you're asking this very important question. So I went on a whole journey uh, with just one story. This happens periodically with uh, pop culture news when we're so busy focusing on Britney Spears' pregnancy and J-Lo's engagement. I, there are things I just completely miss. Last week was a big week in pop culture it news. It really was. Well, I had this whole entire journey when I opened up this article in page six that says Natasha Leone confirms Fred Armisen breakup. And I thought, oh. hit the pause button. I guess I didn't realize they were a couple. Oh, really? I, that, I missed that in the pandemic. Yeah. I don't know. It just sort of was like there, and then now it's not, apparently. So I didn't even get the time to enjoy it. Well, here's the reason that you didn't really know that Natasha Leone and Fred Armisen were a couple. is because they didn't really do the publicity. They didn't. Thing. And thank you for saying that, because that is a reminder that if you want to have a relationship with a celebrity, and you are a celebrity, you can do it quietly. Yeah. Uh, and so I completely missed that the two of them were a couple, but there they were. They sure were a couple. Well, they broke up, and the reason that they broke up is because Natasha Leone says she wanted a swimming pool in their shared Los Angeles home, and he didn't. She said, uh, and this was in a an interview, I don't know, I think it must have been with Page Six. She said, I honestly think we broke up because I wanted a swimming pool. Uh, we love each other just about as much as two people can love each other. Uh, and we're still talking all the time, but Freddie doesn't like sw- a swimming pool. It might seem like a mundane reason for a breakup, but during that pandemic, you got to get your laps. I'm like Burt Lancaster in the swimmer. So she wanted a pool and he didn't. They still love each other. They're still super friends. They just didn't, didn't wanna, want the same things. Freddie didn't their, want a pool. He didn't want a pool. No. Um, and I just thought that's 
interesting. Uh-huh. That is an odd reason to break up. What was the weird reason you broke up with somebody? Six five one six four one one zero seven one. Yes. Was it a pool? Was it a pool? Well, I can tell you, Colleen, that when I was in high school, mm-hmm. I went on a couple dates with this guy, mm-hmm. and I don't even remember how I met him. He didn't go to my school, and he was nice enough. But he wore the ugliest, most atrocious silk shirt that was so yikes and out of style. Uh You know, it wasn't cool enough to be retro, but it was just old enough to be cringe. Yeah. And then I was like, you know what? I don't think I can be seen in public with a guy in a silk silk shirt. I'm not going to talk to him anymore. I wish him the best. I don't even I don't even think I remember his name. I just remember the silk shirt. It was like teal on one side Uh and then purple on the other. It's like he went into Jack Nicholson's Joker costume department and then took it what, and that and I he wasn't even it. wearing it ironically like no, it wasn't it was like his nice shirt for to go out on a date and it was so sad but i'm just like i can't be seen in public with you i'm sorry here's the thing about these stories and i want to be really clear about this <laughs> for everybody petty? is that you will when you tell it you will sound shallow and yeah. that's okay because we all have them yeah six five one six four one one oh seven one what was the ridiculous reason you broke up with somebody i broke up with somebody for a ridiculous reason what was that also in high school, yeah. I have that misophonia thing where I can't, people chewing really sends me oh, okay. to a dark and lonely space. And he was an open mouth chewer. Oh. And it, you know, when you're dating somebody, you eat together. True. And it was very difficult for me. I have a hard enough time with Hearing in silence, hearing people chew. I'm mm-hmm. self conscious when I chew because it's such a like it's a loud experience. Yeah. But when you add to that that there wasn't even an effort being made to keep it to yourself, Ugh. I couldn't. I couldn't do it. So again, six five one six four one one zero seven one. What was the weird, ridiculous? possibly petty reason you broke up with somebody and we all recognize that in the telling of these stories you probably are just going to sound a little bit petty and we can all be there's grace for that we can all accept it and be fine with it 651-641-1071 what's the ridiculous reason that you broke up with somebody uh jeremy's on the line let's go to jeremy hi jeremy hello there hi what's the ridiculous reason you broke up with someone well, kind of along the same line as Holly, she would wear these sweaters that were just, uh, yeah, I didn't want to be seen out in public with her in oh. these sweaters she kept wearing. Oh, and uh, how? And did you bring up the sweaters during the breakup, or did you just kind of do the slow fade? I just did the stop calling her, and the sad thing was that she was really good friends with my cousins, where she started asking my cousin <gasps> what happened, and oh, I'm just, no. I just said, just don't tell her anything. Oh, see the thing about that. And Jeremy, I, I listen, I fully support the choice you made in the moment. However, you know, maybe the sweater is something she can change. Maybe it would, you know, maybe it would have been helpful information is all I'm saying. Yeah, I know. I but know. it's it too late now. It's okay. at the time. No, 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 no. It's I, like, I hear you. And I like, I, I hear you. I just, think you know sometimes i think we think oh don't tell them the thing and a sweater oh. is an easy thing 
Yes. Yeah, exactly. You're, it, you're a good person, It seemed Jamie. like it, but she kept wearing them over and over and over Oof. again. It's like, all right, that's her thing. Yeah. And it's never going to change. Yeah. Thank you, Jeremy. Yeah, that's one of those things where ultimately you just have to cut your losses early because right. you wonder, it's like, I'm not going to tell you not to be who you are. Right. But I also recognize that it's going to become a problem for me. Yes. And so I need to nip it in the butt. I need to Barney Fife this Yeah, thing. we got to do it fast. Because then you're <laughs> going to get to the point in a relationship where it's year three and they're still wearing that track t-shirt that they had from middle school as a fashion statement out in public. Yeah. It's not like I speak from experience. No, we, on that you, one. we just and we just know. And just listen, know. like I said, they, you we all sound a little bit petty. Oh yeah, when we tell these stories because they're ridiculous, and yeah. we realize they're ridiculous, and you realize that you might be the one that looks really yeah. Sometimes petty. you are the villain in the story. It's and okay. You just, it's okay. You own that. Uh, we got this from uh, our wonderful friend Panda. She said. It wasn't a breakup, but I stopped talking to a guy that I had gone on a couple dates with because he didn't get why I was so upset after a crucial Vikings loss. It didn't help that he used the phrase, calm down, oh. which is my equivalent oh. of trying to bathe an uh-huh. angry hyena. Just that phrase alone, Panda, you made the right choice. Agreed. Right Anytime choice. anybody tells you to calm down, it is okay to not be calm about that because it doesn't work. Uh, all right, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show... Um, Holly is wondering if we ever suffer from something that we're calling franchise burnout. Yeah. Do you have the cure? Does it have side effects? Uh, or are we just going to lament? Well, we might have some ointment, but I think we're just going to look at our festering okay. wounds here. Okay, sounds good. Everybody come back and look at festering franchise wounds with us after this on My Talk 1071. Oh, franchise burnout. It is a real thing. And, uh,. Holly's wondering if we've ever had it on the Colleen and Bradley show. My talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. Bradley trainers on vacation. He'll be back tomorrow. Holly Roberts and I are here with you. Yes. And we are commiserating in franchise burnout. Yeah. Over the weekend, think that some folks had a little franchise burnout based on the box office numbers from the movie Fantastic Beasts, The Secrets of Dumbledore. This is the third movie in the Harry Potter spin-off series. Yeah, so again, this is like, I mean, now we're like too deep in this franchise. Yeah. Meaning we had the original franchise, which yes. was beloved. And, that and was then they were like, movies. ooh, more of that, please. How about we do this other thing now? And so they're doing this other thing now, except people don't really want it anymore. Now, for many reasons, one, you know, this movie series had Johnny Depp starring in it, Uh, J.K. Rowling and her transphobia. Yeah. Yeah, that's a problem, too. And also, apparently, the movie's just not that darn good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, listen, here's here's the reality of it. When... When something is done to death in a certain way, even the people who are associated with the creation of it, they get a little franchise burnout. Yes. So when you when you first start there, right, these people have been working with these same characters and concepts for a very long time. And then the so you already the the burnout starts from the top is what i'm saying yes because then it gets offered up to you and you're like oh, i don't know if i really am in the mood for more of this i think i might be done yeah there's just there's a sense now maybe this is just where i happen to be personally in my stage of life but it's this it's also it's not only franchise burnout 
but it's nostalgia burnout. Yeah. Now, that's a very specific thing that I'm feeling, and I've been trying to work this out in my brain because it's not that I don't want things from the past. In fact, I love the past. Some of my best friends are the past. It's true. Uh, but there is this sense that we collectively cannot let go of stories that were once beloved in a certain moment of time, meaning childhood, adolescence, that we have to carry these stories with us for 10, 20, 30 years. And it's like, dude, I'm tired. I'm tired. Can we just put it down a little bit? Well, I I also think... But then it's like, then the onus is on me to put that down as an individual. Right. I think the other thing, too, is, you know, culturally, the truth of a, a franchise really being hyper successful like star wars star trek successful yeah very few things actually can do that can capture the public's imagination in that way and even those franchises have had their share they sure have i'm sorry i watched that last star wars movie the the return of skywalker yeah yeah oof right Right? I mean, even franchises that are highly successful go in fits and starts. True. But when everybody's trying to get on that franchise train, and it's lightning in a bottle, truly. It's, it, yeah. There is just a time. Also, we also live in a time and an age where if one is good, ten are better. And I don't really need my, that's not necessarily always true. (laughs) exactly right like i don't need my entertainment in bulk yeah (laughs) you want your toilet paper in bulk because you always know you're gonna need to you know wipe wipe it it. (laughs) but you maybe you don't need 10 fast and furious movies and their subsequent spinoffs right or like all the may try the may try yes (laughs) well (laughs) or matrices well the matrices exactly (laughs) because that's the phenomenon that happened watching the the matrix i don't even remember what it was called i don't know the one that came out in december which was like this is just kind of a retelling of the original Matrix, but then it gets kind of meta within the Matrix dumb. Yes, and also I'm old. Keanu Reeves is old. Yeah, yeah, we're all old, and we're all a little tired. Yeah, we're all. And it was that sure, the Matrix. When I was 14 years old, I thought that movie was amazing. Yeah, the special effects had never been seen before. Mm-hmm. The story was like philosophy light, and yeah. I had never thought about things maybe in that way. Blew my mind. Yeah. But now, I'm kind of tired. And I and it's okay to be tired. Yeah. What I'm saying is, it's okay to have franchise fatigue. Yeah. It's okay to be burnt out on things that maybe you loved and you don't love them anymore. It's okay if those Fantastic Beasts aren't that great anymore. Maybe they're just kind of Average like... Beasts. Average beasts. <laughs> Mediocre beasts. It's all good. It's all good. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, 
Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. No, it's true. And you know what's really funny about it is my kids really are, I don't know, I would say they're probably in the real target demographic, Uh right? They grew up on Harry Potter, right? You know, they're, this is their thing or should be their thing. And just watching the trailer, because my children are like me in that they like to review trailers too. They don't like to go to the movies too. Pretty much. They saw the trailer (laughs) and, and they all said to a T, all three of them said, that looks not good. And I don't want to go to there. And I said, that's fine. Let's watch the crown. I'm just kidding. And then you all stared at a blank television because nothing was on it because you yeah. just lied to them. Yes, I lied. Yeah, you just lied. I will tell you, I'm sorry. I'm I'm bogarting this Please, whole conversation to tell you that we as a family started to watch Severance kind of by accident. I know it does not sound like family viewing. Uh-huh. No, it's okay. We my husband and I started watching it and the two two our two of our kids were kind of in an adjacent room and they were like, What's that? I'm curious about that. Oh, isn't that the guy from um Stepbrothers? And I said, Yeah. And they were like, Okay, well they're curious and they were in. And now everybody's sort of gripped by it because it is a very interesting you're trying to figure out what's going on and what's gonna happen in this sort of sci fi universe. It's also Colleen an original It is story new it is new (laughs) it is original it speaks to a very specific story that it's trying to tell that hasn't been told in this way yes and so it resonates with folks i think there's something with severance i haven't watched it yet i will get to it shortly I will. Can I give you a warning in the going? Yeah, because see the story that's never been told. Do I have to be in a space? Sort of. You have to be ready. It's slow. It starts very slow, and you have to be very ready for it. You have to. You have to stick with it because it starts incredibly slow, and then if you're like my family, three members will be super into it, and two will be like, I don't know. I don't know. Stick with it. Just stick with it. Okay, great. Well, Severance is on Apple TV Plus right now. An original story being told. So if you suffer from franchise fatigue like myself, then this seems like a perfect antidote. That is actually my prescription. It is a new story being told. If you suffer from franchise fatigue, find something new. Thanks for that ointment, Colleen. You are so welcome. Spread liberally. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we've got some celebrities behaving badly. We call them D-Bags. And we're going to tell you all about them after this on My Talk 1071. behaving badly we do love to tell you all about them on the colleen and bradley show my talk 1071 i'm colleen lindstrom bradley trainers on vacation holly roberts and i are hanging out with you yeah we're just hanging out just hanging and uh, telling you about some celebrities behaving badly that we call d-bags presenting lord and lady douchebag of the day we got a frequent flyer here oh, uh, yeah roll out the red carpet for chloe kardashian why? Right. That is the question that you are asking. Um, because Chloe Kardashian uh, shared a photograph, an Easter photograph of her daughter, True, along with her daughter, True's cousin, Dream. Mm-hmm. Dream being Rob Kardashian and Black China's daughter. Yeah. And in this photograph that she shared on her Instagram, Chloe Kardashian, um, True looks a little different than usual. 
Is she wearing a dress that she's never worn before? No, maybe. I don't know, but that's not what I noticed. No. Nope. Um, is mm. she carrying um, a handful of Easter eggs that she found? Uh, let me see. What is in her hand? Because it's Easter. It is Easter. She has no Easter eggs in her hand. She's actually holding hands with her cousin, uh, Dream, who I recognized immediately, but True just looked a little bit different because her mother photoshopped her face. I, you guys, it is one thing to choose for yourself that you want to not ever look like yourself mm-hmm. in photographs. Mm-hmm. It is quite another thing to Photoshop your own child's face. Yeah. Chloe, it's very clear that you applied filters and Photoshop to this picture. I don't even, I would even make the argument that these are two different com- photos combined. Well, I'm looking at the second. It's not the first time they've done that. Oh, I mean, Disney World land, anybody? Yep. Thank um, you. Because it looks like, so if you're looking, I'm at Khloe Kardashian's Instagram account. Mm-hmm. And she's coming in on the side, giving her mom duck lips mm-hmm. and being like, hey. And then the uh, little True is just sitting. It looks like she has quite the bounty of an Easter basket. Yeah. Those are two different photos. Like that, that is just, that is two that is different photos. Yeah, I think you That is right. my conspiracy theory. I mean, can, yes. Colleen, you're absolutely right. Look, it's one thing. Please do what you need to do for your own self. For and your you own can self. answer that, and you're an adult, or you can choose to either answer it or not answer it. Uh-huh. Fine. But to do that to your child sends a whole different, there is already a message being sent. Yep. But when you do that to your child, it is a different message. Now, I will say it appears as though the original picture that was in question is it either was part of her story and it came and went or she has um, removed it. But I I still see photographs of True that appear to be photoshopped uh-huh. on the page or well, on her Instagram. I think that these photos are just photoshopped period because now Mm -hmm. i'm looking in now colleen you have me doing yeah you're doing the thing doing the thing where it's like oh well that uh plastic easter egg does not look like it is in time or space Mm -hmm. at the same time so that i am just look Mm -hmm. the boldness Mm -hmm. with which the kardashian jenners are creating their space-time continuum yeah it's that it's that almost they understand that we know that none of this is real like this Easter basket looks like it's floating into space. Mm-hmm. My advisement would be you need to get your Photoshop team and you need to get your photo editors, maybe give them a raise. Yeah. Maybe incentivize them to perhaps make the illusion of reality a little more plausible. But you know, okay, so listen, now we're going down the Kardashian wormhole, which is right where they want us. Ah! But okay, go with me on this. Yeah, okay. Theory. Ready. Yeah, ready it's to gonna go. be weird, okay? So just like I don't know. But maybe, maybe it actually helps them out to have messy Photoshop because then we get preoccupied with the messy Photoshop and not with the truth. Sure. So we're looking, they're doing a little misdirecting. Yes, it's a little like, oh, nothing to see here. Uh, And then we all get preoccupied with the crappy Photoshop. Yeah. And they're over there, you know, printing money and, uh, you know, washing it. (laughs) What? Nothing. Keeping it clean? I'm just saying they're keeping it all clean. Yeah. Then this also goes down another rabbit hole that I was thinking about when I watched the Kardashians over on Hulu. When you did the heavy lifting last week. When I did the heavy lifting, long story short, it's a boring show. Mm -hmm. 
proceed with caution. But watching this show, one of the storylines was triggered by Little Saint and him playing online. Well, I always just, and this goes into a larger conversation that I always have about children and social media. Mm -hmm. And I think about this with the Kardashians too, that Little Saint, True, all these kids can't really consent Oh, to no. be on these television shows. They can't consent to be online in any of these uh-uh. ways. And I just, I, I've had this conversation before, and we have. Yeah. But it just, it re- and I'm sure that there are folks who are actually learned in a scholarly way. Oh, yeah. But I think about, genuinely, I think about these children's legal rights. I think you have a really good point. And not only that, honestly, we've not yet truly lived in a culture where um, we've seen what the outcome is for a person who has literally been raised on television. Yeah. And I don't mean as a child star acting like somebody else. We've seen how that plays out. Uh I'm talking about a child who from birth has had the level of attention that a TV show and growing up on screen on camera mm-hmm. being themselves what that's gonna look like right well and then their likeness is being monetized oh yes there are laws in place for child actors mm-hmm. though the reason that those laws were instated and put in place is because there were child actors that were exploited by their parents and so they campaigned to get these laws passed yeah. back in the day back in the 20s back in the 30s i just i think of you know Little True getting her face photoshopped. Mm-hmm. She doesn't have any say in any of this. No. Meanwhile, it's all part of Khloe Kardashian's brand. Right. I like. I think she's about, working for mom, and she's not it's, getting. It's, well, she is getting paid, but yeah, not but it, in the way that she should be. Exactly. This is a genuine case of. Won't somebody please think of the children? Seriously. Like that. It's actually this is a legitimate thing where it's like, hey. These kids don't have a say in how their visage is being monetized. Mm-hmm. Or, or Photoshop. Or, or Photoshop. <laughs> they don't. They're not like, mm, actually, I would do that over here and here and no. here and here, here. So where that leads us, I don't know. Chloe Kardashian, come on. <sighs> yeah, we're right back where we started. So Holly, who's your D-bag? Pat Sajak. Again? <laughs> what did he do now? Um, He's not having his best year. Well, is it that Pat Sajak isn't having his best year, or, or is that he having his best year, or is it that Wheel of Fortune public relations are like, "Hey, pay attention to this right. guy. He sticks his foot in his mouth all the time. Watch our show; it's syndicated." So this all comes to us courtesy of Wheel of Fortune. Mm. Pat Sajak and Vanna White—they've been hosting that thing since probably longer than I've been alive. Oh yeah, a long, long time. Yeah, a long, long time. Um. And Pat Sajak was trying to be, you know, clever, quippy. Uh, this happened on April 13th, where oh, apparently dear. one of the contestants, Ashley, is a professional opera singer. Hmm. Yeah, congratulations to Ashley. She won $67,000. Wow. And then, you know, they have a little post-show host banter at the end to close things of course. out. And then Pat Sajak to ask Vanna White, are you an opera buff at all? Then Vanna White replied, yes, I'm not a buff, but I like opera. Okay. Then Pat Sajak offered this. Have you ever watched opera in the buff? I'm just curious. Oh, no. Yeah. No, 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 no. 
Listen, there are few things in the world that give me secondhand embarrassment, like that last minute yucking it up. Oh. You see it all the time on local news, on uh, on game shows. That sort of um, uh, it's like it's like small talk on steroids. I yeah. hate it so much. It's it's oh. a little yikes. It's a little secondhand embarrassment. And then, you know, a just, little throw some misogyny on yeah, top. Just just throw a, a misogyny. A healthy sprinkle. Get used to it. Thank you. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yes. So, you know, people were calling that out where it was just like, dude, Pat, do you have to do this joke right no, now? No, you don't. You know, this is all things considered. I feel like it's a fairly light D bag. But at the same time. When you're on the receiving end of jokes like that, what are you going to do? What's Vanna going to say? Well, she's going to just be thing. like, Pat, knock it off. Slab. Right? Yeah. Well, she's not going to do anything like that. She just has to sit there and laugh. Turn it off. letters. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> well, yeah. But she was done turning letters. She, she, yeah, I don't. Yeah. Uh, it's so uncomfortable. And, you know, that's part, you really do kind of see people's true colors uh. a little bit. In that moment. And that's just Pat Sajak doing that old routine again. Yeah. Well, Pat Sajak has a lot of things to say, so much so that he has made it very clear that he has one Twitter Twitter account for Pat Sajak. And then he has another one for Wheel of Fortune. You can, you know, uh-huh. go and see what Pat Sajak has to say mm. on social media. I don't invite I don't you to do I it. Want to. But it's there. Oh, Pat. If you if. That's kind of what you're feeling on a Monday when the wind is blowing and the snow's in your face on it's April 18th. Again, though, you know what's so funny about all of this is, again, I've not said Pat Sajak's name as many times in my life as I have in the last probably six months. That's why I feel like the D-bag is partially the Wheel of Fortune public relations team. Foisting this on us? So that we talk about it? Well, it worked, so maybe I'm the D-bag. Well, that's always the case. (laughs) Frequent flyer on that one. Bing bong. When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, I will address my people. The Potato Cake Army, you will be heard. It has worked in another arena, and uh, we are planning and plotting our next move. Listen to... A fast food joint that is bringing something back because the people spoke. Colleen has a manifesto that she I'm needs working to share on with it. everyone. I'm working on it. Uh, We're going to try to figure out what we can do and what we need in order to advance the potato cake when we come back after this on My Talk 1071. It's not all entertainment and pop culture. Sometimes we do sports talk. Hey, uh, you watched Ted Lasso? How about them Squid Games? See? My Talk 1071. Where talk is fun. Maybe this will be the last, but it probably won't. I got nothing left to lose or use. Check out our listener rewards this month in April. You can get gift cards to Lund's, Gertens, or Crispin Green. Tickets to Minnesota Children's Museum, a coffee table from Stone Sore, skin pen treatments from Christina Clinic, and more. See everything up for grabs and list of rewards on our app or at mytalk1071.com. Your 5 Eyewitness News weather forecast brought to you by Rebath Minneapolis. Oh, they actually dropped the high temperature today. Cloudy, gusty winds, 39, uh, 26, partly cloudy tonight, a little warmer tomorrow, mostly cloudy, 47. Right now at the My Talk Studios, it's Wendy, Wendy's. Ha <laughs> ha! 
see what I did there? Uh, it's uh, 35 and cloudy. No, it's not Wendy's. It's Arby. Yes. Mm. Thank you, Holly. Uh, it is Arby's on the Colleen and Bradley show. My talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. Bradley trainer still on vacation. And boy, is he going to be happy when he comes back to find out that we've been talking about. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. About potato cakes all week. Holly Roberts and I are hanging out with you. Okay, so I, listen. Here's the deal. Um, I'm going to bring everybody up to speed. I love... Arby's potato cakes. One day we talked about them and I learned that there is a small uprising of people we will call the potato cake army trying Uh to organize on Twitter. Yeah. I see you. I see you. And I saw them because they were tweeting at me. They were tweeting at me. They were, they were, they're, they're, they're looking, they're looking for somebody to advance their cause. Mm, A leader, if you will. A leader, if you will. And listen, I was I wasn't ready to take on the cause at the time, but now I have seen another cause be successful. Mm. And it is the Mexican pizza cause that has now come full circle. Now on air production, Colleen, yes. I don't have what you sent me. I put. I'm sorry. I put it on the grid. It's the yellow I have what, what you sent. Okay, me. and now I'm going to take us. I'm going to take us on a whole journey because I am sort of watching this unfold before my very eyes, and I was not aware of it. And I think that there's something going on underneath it. So I'm going to tell you what we know in the way that we know it, and then I'm going to tell you what this actually is. Okay. So the big news today is that the Mexican pizza is coming back. To Taco Bell. It's coming back to Taco Bell. And um, the reason we know it's coming back to Taco Bell is because at Coachella this weekend, Doja Cat announced at Coachella, on stage at Coachella, we brought the Mexican pizza back. And everybody went bonkers. And now today... Taco Bell has confirmed it and also is running some sort of promotion where you'll get something if you tweet in a certain way and hashtag Doja Cat. Okay, I was like, well, I know what I'm going to get if I do something a certain way. Yeah. Well, unwrap your burrito and put that tinfoil on your head because there's a whole story associated with this. So this actually came from about a month ago. Doja Cat did a TikTok and... um. Holly, I think you can actually forward in a little bit on yeah, we, we got it on at, this. at the start. It's at the start of the whole thing. We'll just yeah, go. Of okay. the song. Of the song. Good. Okay. So Doja Cat wrote a jingle about the Mexican pizza. It goes like this. With the sauce and cheese, 
give you hell if you cross me We about to throw hands if you want try me This ain't been new, I will end you If you ever dare to go discontinued I don't share when I read from menu Y'all want everything I eat, I've been through Yes, I eat, I eat, I eat I like my pizza, but refried beans Peep my ad, search YouTube This ain't even Mexican food But I don't care when the clock hits 2 a.m. p.m. if that is your mood Mexican pizza is the pizza for you and me. Okay, so Doja Cat is like, I love Mexican pizza. I, I love it so much. I made this song. Is and your tinfoil hat on? Is your tinfoil hat on? Y- y- yes, yes, yes. Because also last month, Doja Cat did uh, a, I think this was an Instagram live or a TikTok. Anyway, she was like, hey, guys, I just want you to know I have to write a jingle about Mexican pizza for Taco Bell. It's contractual and it's uh, a big secret. I'm going to make it terrible on purpose, but I have to do this. Wait, what? I know. Wait, I just what? totally, completely rewrote history for you. Wait, so this was all this wasn't an organic Doja Cat. I no. love Mexican pizza. No. I'm going to sing the no. praises of a fast food item that is long gone and no. now it's coming back. Mm, no. Do I also want, want to remind you that Doja Cat starred in their Super Bowl commercial, The Grand <gasps> Escape? Ah! I know. So what what do we say on the Colleen and Bradley show? Nothing is real and everyone smokes. This was all a plan. You thought it was really spontaneous. And that's why in this moment, yeah. in this moment where we are watching a victory that is not actually a victory, I see that what the world needs right now is potato cakes. Oh, you need and they need potato cakes organically. And I do not mean organic potato cakes. What I mean is, and I'm willing to take this cause on. For you, my people, my potato cake loving people who had the potato cakes ripped from your hands, who are watching today and feeling a sense of victory because the Mexican pizza is back at Taco Bell, who believe, who believe in the power of the human voice to bring good fast food items back to our mouths. Yes, people. Yes. I will be your leader. We will bring back the potato cake and we will do it authentically. We do not need some sort of corporate marketing BS to be the impetus. No, we need each other. We need each other. And those potato cakes, they will be ours. They will be ours. Never surrender. No, can you believe this? All day today, everybody was like, the Mexican pizza's coming back because Doja Cat liked it. Nuh-uh, nuh-uh. Taco Bell was always going to bring the Mexican pizza back. Now, listen, if the end of our story, Potato Cake Army, is that Arby's brings back the potato cake and they need to do some sort of cheap gimmick with a, you know, a major celebrity, so be it. But I'm telling you, the voice of the people matters. And the voice of the people who crave their potato cakes matters. Do we need to make our own potato cake jingle? Do you Maybe think that we that... do? Maybe we do. Yeah, cuz uh well I'll work on it. All right. Well, you know, truthfully, Arby's, where are you? Where are you, Arby's? Yeah. Where's I... your beef? And <laughs> You say we got the meats. We got the beef, actually, uh-huh. because we want our potato cakes. And I want you to know 
that um, I see you, Potato Cake Army. I see you because I am watching on our social media, the My Talk 1071 uh, social media, our friend Hannah, who is, she's in the cause. She understands. Mm-hmm. She has posted some stuff and yeah. people, you're showing up. I mm-hmm. see you. I hear you. Like I yeah. said, there is a there is a small Arby's army who wants the potato cakes back. They're already trying to organize on social media, and I'm happy, happy to try to advance this yeah. cause. You will be the leader. Now, admittedly, Colleen, I fully support you in the potato cake army. Now, even though I, know. I am team curly fry, mm-hmm. team curly fry is the superior spud experience at Arby's, but I want your cause to be victorious. And I'm going to throw my weight behind you, Colleen, and the potato cake army. Thank you. Listen, what what we need is an anthem. I will. I'll work on that. Listen, I think that we should try to find an executive from Arby's Mm -hmm. that we can have a conversation with, so we can plead our case. Yes, because what I am seeing is that potato cakes have brought happiness to so many mouths, and now they're not there for to make the happy. I we just want to eat potato, I want cakes. potato cakes. Okay, that's what we right. want. If you're going to be the leader, we we got to work. I on have to work uh, on yeah, it. I haven't. Here. I haven't been. I have not been in this position before, but I'm willing. I'm willing and I'm ready because I understand the joy that a potato cake can bring a mouth. I've been there, and I feel the grief of the loss of the potato cake, and the people need to be heard. And so I'll, I'm. I'll do it. I'm your leader. We'll do it. And listen, if Doja Cat can be paid by Taco Bell to bring back the Mexican pizza, then we can do. We can we, work. We can work. We can work something out. out. Yeah. <laughs> All right. When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, what age do you feel like you are on the inside? I don't care about what your chronological age is. What age do you always think you are? 651-641-1071. We'll take your calls.